Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Good, Bad, and Ugly of Business. I am your host, Katherine Becker. On this podcast, we love to say that while a smart person learns from their mistakes, a genius learns from the mistakes of others. And in that vein, we bring together people from all different types of industries, professions, walks of life, you name it, because we've all learned something on our journey here, and it's worthwhile to hear. So we bring in these experts so that we can either avoid the mistakes that they have encountered, or we can fail faster through them. So in today's episode, it's different from the last one, which is always what makes me so excited and something you can always expect from this podcast. But we have Travis Lee, who is the founder and president of 3D Mailing Results. And you may be thinking, mail? Like snail mail? Like <laughs> I have to go out to my post office box? Like what? what, what is a mailing box? I don't understand. So it's going to be a really great conversation about what direct mailing is, how is it different than what you might be expecting, and how can it really help you serve your business and your customers in a unique way so that you get noticed first, because that's what business is all about. So Travis, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, like your introduction said, a lot of people, if, especially if they're relatively new into business, don't really think of direct mail as a uh, a positive marketing uh, media that they can use. So hopefully we can change some minds and maybe get people thinking a little differently about how they market their businesses uh, during our time to, uh, together. I mean, it all, it does seem like the most, maybe like the path of least resistance for most people is to market online. And I think a lot of that has to do with, especially for new businesses, as they're starting out, you don't need to know a whole lot to be able to start posting to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. And I think that that's a really good starting place for, for a lot of people, you know, zero cost other than time. But of course, if you want results, you got to go work with the experts, right? You can either have, like, you can get results either through time, you know, your time, learning it, figuring it out, or you can pay someone who's already done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. And, you know, Often what we see is that, you know, people think I've got to do all digital or I've got to be all offline. Well, it's really not a question of or it's a question of and. Right. Mm -hmm, and exactly. so, you know, when you think about marketing your business, you know, you've got a giant toolbox and there are dozens or hundreds of different tools that are in that toolbox. And so it's finding the right tool for the right time, for the right person, for the right market, for the right uh, offer. And so, you know, like I said, it, it's not a question of or, it's usually a question of and. And most new, especially if they're relatively new, they default to online. But as the businesses mature and as they grow and as they need to find new and different client, you know, clientele, client bases, not all those people are online and not all those people are necessarily going to click on your ad. So we've got to go find different ways to engage that other person if we're really going to grow our business. That's the goal is to find the right tool in the toolbox for the person at the, for the right person at the right time. And you know, you always hear the adage in sales uh, and marketing that it's a numbers game, right? You know, yeah. you just kind of spray and pray and, you know, hope for the best and think, oh, there's always another one, which that is true. But one of the things that I'm curious from your perspective is how getting really clear on who you are marketing to makes it more worthwhile to have something sent to them where maybe you're spending a bit more of your marketing dollars, but you're getting higher results. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, the great thing about direct mail is that we get to do, we get to use mailing lists. And what's great 
you know, it's a double-edged sword. What's great for the marketer may not be great for the consumer, but what's great for the marketer is privacy is dead in America. Yeah. So we yeah. can go and we can get a list of our exact avatar. Uh, I'll give you a great example. I'm working with a, a new client now. He's in the financial planning space. And his ideal target is a Gen X single mom. So she's in charge of the household money. She's, you know, sole income provider. She has kids. They may be at or approaching college. Maybe they're still living at home. They're adults and they move back in. But we can go and we can get that exact avatar, right? We can say, give me women between 42 and 55 at a certain income in a certain geography. Um, do they own their home? Do they have kids? And because of this, if you can describe that avatar, the per perfect person that you're looking for, there is very likely a mailing list that we can go and get of that exact avatar. And it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I use the Gen X women in this example, but it could be uh, retirees. It could be newlyweds. It could be uh, they just had their first kid. It could be they just graduated college. Those are all the different ways you can go about slicing and dicing a mailing list. And what I really like about direct mail. So here's the here's the kind of the bad thing about online. And this isn't to bash online. I have email lists. I have a Facebook page. I have a LinkedIn profile, right? So I use all that. I, I use all the tools in the toolbox, right? So I, I, I like to think I do what I preach. Um, but, you know, you can go to these websites online and you can see if you're a dentist. You can see every ad a dentist is running. You can see every ad uh, an online retailer is running because they just conglomerate them and they put them on these websites that you can go and see. What I love about direct mail and what direct mail has traditionally done is you're able to do what we call make your money in the dark because you're getting these mailing lists. You get to you get to decide who sees your mail. If you don't want the dentist down the street to see it, you just don't send them a piece of direct mail. <laughs> and so as a general rule, when you do get direct mail up and running and you get a positive impact and you're having positive results, the length of time that that campaign will run and be successful is usually much longer than say an online event. Because as soon as you do well, all your competitors are gonna go and find it. Whereas with direct mail, like I said, you can make your money in the dark and it makes it, it, makes it so not everybody can see what you're doing. That's just one of the reasons why I love direct mail so much. But that's the biggest thing is we get to use those lists and we can, as long as you can define your avatar, or avatars, right? So you can be working to different, you know, the financial planner could go after Gen Xers. They could also go after uh, people who just graduated college and now they're going to have a job and they're going to have this influx of money. What do we do with it, right? So large spectrum of ways that we can get mailing lists and use them. And then not everybody needs to see exactly what we're doing. <laughs> and that's such a good point with your market segmentation is with direct mail, it's so much easier to to have that segmentation so that you're not necessarily other people seeing it and being confused. And I, I don't know where I would be without direct mail, actually, as you were saying that, because um, when I was in college or I'm sorry, when I was in high school, looking at colleges, as soon as I had taken the SAT there, I must've ended up on some mailing list somewhere. Yep. And I had selected engineering as something I was interested in as part of the like pre part of the SAT. And I started getting all of these brochures for different colleges that had engineering. Yep. Because of course, they all want more women in there. So there was a ton of stuff that came through. And a college that I didn't even know existed had sent me mail. And it was like, oh, 
this. And that's where I ended up going to school. And that set the whole career path and trajectory for my life. So, I mean, I'm sure we can all think of something like that where we don't necessarily think of it as the direct mail as being the vehicle for delivering whatever it was, but I'm sure everyone can have that sort of similar experience. Yeah. And, and what's great about that I mean, it's a great story and it illustrates something that we talk about in in direct mail circles a lot, which is we want to do what we call circumvent search. So if you think about it, let's say I'm interested in, I'll give you an example. My my son is now into, into healthy food and working out. So he counts his macros and he's right and he's buying all these, he wants to go buy all these workout gadgets and he goes online and maybe he searches for things and well, wouldn't it be great if we could find that person before they went to Google and searched for it? And now they're in the, you know, the digital mall of Google and they've got 17 ads. To your point, right? This engineering school showed up. You had no idea what they they were coming. You had no idea who they were. You uh, maybe hadn't even thought about looking at engineering schools outside of, okay, I'm interested in engineering. And now they show up at your doorstep. And that's a very powerful thing. And, you know, Facebook and Google, they have these tools, the same similar tools where you can build the avatar, but they kind of keep it behind the curtain, right? You don't, you can tell them who they want, but you don't then get to, you know, you don't get their names and their mailing addresses and their contact information. With direct mail, if we go buy a list, well, we get to use that list. And mm-hmm. so you're able to do a lot of things with it. And one of the things that we're doing now, it's relatively new technology. But we're taking mailing lists, sending them direct mail, and then taking that same list and serving them ads on Facebook, on Instagram, on Google to the exact same mailing list we just mailed. So now that we're really blurring that line of, is it or, but it's not or, it's and, as we talked about at the beginning. Sure. So something I've always been really curious about, and I'm so glad that you're here so I can ask. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I just host this podcast so I can just ask all my questions. Um, so with the digital marketing, you know, it's always such a big point to have all the data pieces, right? Like you can tell, um, like if it's an email campaign, you can tell like your open rate, you know, you can tell your impressions with different ads, all this different data that you get. What kind of data do you get with direct mail? Like, how do you know if someone like looked at it? So, you know, if how some, well, something is working, you know, that's a great question. And you know, for the most part, for many, many decades, frankly, that was a hard question to answer for direct mail. And it's still not as clear as it is with digital, right? Um, Just by nature, you know, it's analog. It's showing up in your mailbox. We don't, you know, we can't put a tracking cookie on it. We don't, you know, there's not a little meter on the envelope that says when we opened it. (laughs) But but we do have ways now to, to kind of track those things in a better way. So, you know, as a direct mail advocate, it is kind of a, it's a hole that digital marketing has now completely filled in with what they do, right? So we, for us, we use things like tracking phone numbers, right? So we'll put a dedicated phone number in that direct mail piece. So if we are asking them to call in, if the call to action is to call in, we can actually gauge exactly how many phone calls we get from that. Uh, Dedicated landing pages. So let's say you can, say you're a dentist and you want them to uh, you're you're targeting new movers. So new movers come into their area. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but something like 72% of new movers change their dentist when they move homes or or buy a new home. Well, we can get that list 
we can send them a direct mail piece with that dedicated tracking phone number. So we know when the phone number comes in, when those calls come in, how many we're getting, we can have dedicated landing pages. So now let's say it's, you know, Dr. Becker, right? And so we want Dr. Becker. That we sounds want, very we want, nice. We, I, I will yes, that's that. it. <laughs> <laughs> let's say we want to drive them to Dr. Becker's website. We might have drbecker.com slash new patient. And that website only appears on that direct mail piece. So now we can now go into the analytics of that web page. So you got to have tracking on that page. So we can track phone numbers. We can track uh, dedicated landing pages. We even have uh, uh, programs now that allow us to put not only QR codes, right? So QR codes are a great way to track. We can actually put personalized QR codes on there. So wow. now Bob gets a personalized code and Sally gets a personalized code and, and Tim gets a personalized code. And then when they scan it, we instantly know that Tammy scanned it based on the direct mail piece. So we're able to track that. And then really new technology that, we, that we've started to offer right now is what we call a lead match technology. Now that may sound kind of silly, but I'll explain it real briefly. What we do is we're able to put a little small script so let's use the drbecker.com slash new patients. We were driving them there. We can put a little a script on that page. And now that script will tell us if someone from the direct mail piece hit that website. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so, so I go to, I, Dr. Becker sends it out to Tammy. Tammy goes to drbecker.com slash new patient because we have the mailing list and we've got a pretty good idea based on Again, privacy is dead. So based on her IP address, based on her phone, they all have little digital fingerprints that we can trace back to Tammy. So now we can know, did they, if they scanned the QR code, if they called, if they visited the landing page. So long-winded way of saying, yes, it is a hole, but it's a hole that technology over the last two to three years is quickly filling up so that we can attribute we still can't attribute everything that we get out of our direct mail, but we're getting a whole lot closer to being able to attribute 100%. Like I said, it is a hole that we have in direct mail, but we're filling it fast. Well, and I think it really illustrates the point that it's an and. And yes. I, I love the idea of, and, and this definitely ties in with what people are dealing with right now in 2023 of adjusting to the new technology of the large language models, you know, the AI, the chat GPT, all that that's changing the landscape of how we're working. And so it's really easy that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago to think, oh gosh, you know, all this digital change, obviously, you know, the the direct mail is dead, but now how you're using the QR technology to help you and bring that in and engage on how humans actually work. Like, yes, we're online all the time, but we're still physical beings. Like we still need yes. to touch things, you know? <laughs> yep. Well, you know, there's still way more physical books sold than digital books. Still to this, I mean, there's still, yes. they still far outpace digital or audio books. So, you know, we live in a real tactile, tactile world. And I think maybe four or five years ago, we went almost too far to the tech side. And now we're coming back now to where, all right, people... People want things in their hands. They want to see it. Um, and that goes for all kinds of things, right? Not not just direct mail. Um, but, you know, you're a business owner. You you know, I think for a, a long time, people said, 
well, we've got this information we could send them, right? So let's put our hats on. We're a B2B business owner now. We're going to market to other business owners. That you know, If uh, someone called up and said, hey, can you send me some information? You'd get all your stuff and you'd put it in a priority mail envelope and you'd send it out. And I think maybe five or six years ago, everyone said, well, why are we spending all this money? Let's just send it to them digitally. Let's send them PDFs. Let's send them to a website. And, and I think that got overdone. And yeah. now we're switching back to kind of a balance of the two, right? We're still sending catalog. Amazon, if if you have kids, Amazon oh, yeah. says Amazon sends what used to be the Sears catalog, right? So where are we at? August while we're recording this. So hopefully this comes out, you know, at a decent time. But <laughs> if you not, know, I'll edit out that part. <laughs> there you go. Around October or November, if you have kids, you're gonna get the Amazon Toy List catalog. Yes. I mean, they Amazon is an online retailer sending out a print catalog of toys for kids. And I think the, the range is like two to 12 or something like that. So it's video games, it's Legos, it's it's Elsa and Anna. I have a 10 year old girl, right? So she's still in love with Frozen, right? But they're sending a physical catalog, you know, and that's a company born, bred and lives online. You, it's, it's an excellent point. My daughter is nine, so similar age. Yeah. And they find things, and my son's older, he's just 11, but they find things in that catalog that they would have never known to ask for. Exactly. And they do the same thing that you and I probably did. They get it and they circle it and they hand it to grandma. Say, here's what I want. (laughs) That's what I said. I'm like, that's great. Go give that to Mimi. (laughs) (laughs) But it does bring up the point that, you know, that things do have a tendency to pendulum that it goes too far and then it comes back yeah. to equilibrium. And I, I give the example a lot. Um, so especially to people who are feeling a bit more nervous, um, about AI and how it's going to change their business. And I was likening it to auto tune in music. There was that period, you know, in the early two thousands where every singer was auto tuned and it was the cool new thing and everyone was doing it. But then we all realized we like to just hear the human voice. Yeah. You know, we don't want to listen to robots. And, you know, when it comes back and there's, you know, was a resurgence of the singer songwriter, just a person there with their guitar. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest is the best in some cases. So I do feel like there's, there's definitely, you know, an equilibrium that will be achieved. And I know for me, I have an email address that is just for giving out to people for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I don't open. And yep. sometimes important stuff gets buried in there because I never check it. So to yep. get something in the mail that I could actually physically hold and make completely different neuron connections is going to last in my memory way more than, you know, maybe a catchy email subject line. No, and I completely agree. I have a mentor that used to say, when everyone is zigging, you should zag, right? So if everyone's running over here, the smart marketers, the smart business owners are at least going to peek over their shoulder and say, should we be doing this? Or should we like maybe, you know, scale back a little bit and pe- at least peek over here on what's going on. So I love that line. When others zig, you zag. And that goes with, I mean, there's lessons in that far beyond direct mail or marketing, right? So, but I think you're right. We are switching back to the that physical world now again, where we're just seeing you know, more things show up at your doorstep. Well, so switching gears a little bit, because I, I love that we, you know, really covered more about what direct mail is and, and probably, you know, answered the question in people's mind of like, in 2023, really direct mail? 
obviously there's still a place for it, but you've been doing this business for quite a while since 2008, correct? Correct. Yeah. We found, I founded this company with my father in 2008. Yeah. So a lot has changed in 2008. I mean, even thinking back, like, I think I got my first smartphone. Uh, it was a Blackberry because I was so cool. <laughs> it was a work phone. And man, I'd yep. sell planes on work trips and be like playing snake on my Blackberry. Like, I'm <laughs> yep. so cool. But that was only 2007. You know, it, it's so much has changed in that time period. What kind of was the mental roller coaster that you experienced in like, do I stay in this business? Do we pivot? Like what, what, what do we do? I mean, obviously you stayed, so there must yeah, be yeah, a yeah. journey that happened there. Yeah. So I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, so we hear all the time, if you're in the industry or if you're in marketing in general, you hear the bad things about direct mail. Volume is down. Um, people aren't sending as much mail. And while that is factually true, it's almost always the personalized mail that people have stopped sending. So we don't send birthday invitations anymore. We go on Facebook and we create a we create an event and we invite our friends to come on Facebook, right? We don't, I can't remember the last time I mailed a utility bill. I go online and I log in and I pay it, right? My yeah. parents you know, they're, you know, a, a baby boomer generation. They wrote tr checks for decades and mailed it, mailed it for the credit card bill, mailed it in for the water bill. So that is what has deteriorated the overall volume of mail. However, until just recently, until COVID hit, we had actually seen an increase in what we call marketing mail. Mail meant to, mail intended to solicit a, a sale, an outcome for a business, right? That's what we call marketing mail. That had actually steadily increased all the way up until COVID early 2020, obviously took a big dip, but now it's rising again. So I think the biggest change now is that if you can like make your mail look more personal than commercial, I think that puts you at a great advantage. And so that means doing things you know, everybody and everybody has received a little postcard from a dentist with a big smiling face on it, or they get a postcard that says, you know, hey, interested in selling your home? We'll buy it cash, quick and free, right? We've all gotten yes. that stuff. And we all know as soon as we get it, even if you're even if you're Joe Schmo on the street who doesn't know anything about marketing or direct mail, we know this is mass produced. We know it went to every single one of our neighbors. And we know that, you know, this isn't, yes, I got it, but it's not intended for me. If you can do things now that that look more and more personalized. So I'll give you a couple examples. You know, when you used to get a card in the mail from grandma, it had that beautiful script writing on it. Yes. It had, you know, it had your name spelled out, right? So if you were Andy, it said Andrew, yeah. right? And it, it, had a, it has a stamp in the upper right-hand corner, a uh, little bird stamp or something like that. Um, you know, now you can get Star Wars stamps and Harry Potter stamps and Elvis stamps and all kinds of stamps, right? Well, now we're we're in consumer mailings. We're finding very good success. And I wish I should have brought a. I wish I would have brought an example. We have just a regular envelope, like you know, you would send a check in or like personalized. But we have this really fun scripted font that we use. 
And it looks like you or I had sat there and written it out. Now I can recognize it as a computer font. Sure. I can look at it and go, okay, this is, this is computer toner, not ink from a ballpoint pen, but most people can't. And so you put that letter in there, you put that nice hand scripted font on there. You put a stamp on there. Now, all of a sudden, whereas they used to get letters like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you got letters like that all the time. You don't ever see a letter like that anymore. And now inside, so you take that same dentist who, you know, you get six of them a week with the big smiling family and they all look the same. And, you know, if we took out Main Street dentist and put on Spruce Street dentist, no one would know the difference, (laughs) right? Well, now we've got this envelope that looks different. It looks like grandma sent. It's got a stamp. Someone wrote a cursive name on the outside, right? And now they open it up and now you've got that same message inside but you showed up differently. That's, I think, is where you're going to see and where we have seen the biggest difference now of late is that we're going back now to making mail look, it's kind of tricky, right? But we're making it look more personalized. Like this person sent this just to me. And intuitively, I know they may have sent it to every one of my neighbors as well, but it's so different, unique. It looks different that, hey, this might've been just for me. And that's the biggest change I've seen over the last 15 years is getting away from kind of like mass produced, mass looking mail into what looks like more personal mail because we just don't get any, get any of it anymore. I I have definitely been tricked into opening some of that mail that looked personal, yeah. but it was like, oh, who's this from? And you open it, it's like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to think of it as tricking. I like to think of it as smart marketing, but but you're right. I mean, that's essentially, we want, because when it comes to any marketing, TV, radio, billboards, I don't care what online, offline, I don't care what kind of marketing you're doing. What we are investing in is attention and time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what the media is. So if we get the investment of intention and time, we've got a shot. And so if we don't get attention, if we don't get time, they look at it, they chuck it, we might as well, it doesn't matter how many of those things we send out if nobody looks at them. So that's what we're, attention and time is what we're looking for in marketing. That's that's a good point. I mean, I did open it. I did see what was in there. Um, It wasn't something I was interested in in purchasing at the time, but had it been, they had my attention. Yeah. And, and. And that's exactly the point, right? We need to get the attention that, and and hopefully with the right message to the right list, we've matched those things up so that, you know, you did want it. Now you got it open. So that marketer or whoever sent that, you know, you can almost guarantee, whereas, you know, over half of postcards go immediately into the garbage. You're probably getting an open rate, you know, 70% of people are opening it, 80% of people are opening it. So imagine, you know, Imagine if you ran TV ads and people had to watch your ad. There was no DVR that you could skip. You couldn't get out off the couch to go get a bag of chips at the commercial. If the rule was you had to sit there and watch it, everyone would have higher, everyone would have better, you know, marketing, at least appear to be better marketing. That's what we're looking for. We're just time and attention. That's what we need. Well, and something that you do that's a bit more, um, different or unique than, than others is you help your clients to to get the mail out in unique and creative ways, but also to help them on the front end with the designing and the creation of, of the messaging. So how do you manage both aspects of that? Because it seems like 
um, there might be some slightly different skill sets and I can see where they completely go hand in hand, but how do you manage doing both? And what does that look like for you? You know, it, it, it honestly comes down to seeing them as almost two different businesses under the same roof. So we've got, you, you had mentioned, we, we're a traditional print and mail house. So anything that goes through the mail, anything that needs to get delivered. I mean, we use FedEx and UPS sometimes, right? Depending on what our clients needs or what they're doing. If it goes through the mail, needs to get delivered, it gets printed on paper, we're going to be your guy for that. But to your point, like you said, there's often a big gap between I have an idea and I want to do it and, and now actually implementing it. Right. And so we do have the agency side of our business now where we're doing the creative design, we're doing the copywriting, uh, we're doing design and layout and consulting with the client to make sure everything gets just right. And so we really treat them as almost, and honestly, in, I'm sitting here in my office, they really do have two separate sides of the office, right? So we've got the print and mail side where we've got the printers and the machines and the stuffers and the stamp appliers and all that kind of stuff. And on the other side is where we have kind of the creative team. Now we also, we, we use a lot of, um, a lot of outsourced graphic design and stuff like that. So there's actually a physical detachment as well. You know, they're, 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 they're freelance, so they're physically not here. Um, but we really do kind of treat them as two separate businesses. But at the same time, it almost has an assembly line feel and that we got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. And then it pops out in the back so that they can print and mail and do all the stuff that they need. So yeah, keeping them keeping them separate almost is is how we go about it. I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but that's how we do it. Well, it's what works for you, right? I mean, that's... Yep. That's the the basic part of it. Um, this has been absolutely great, Travis. I've really enjoyed getting to talk a bit more about this. Before we wrap up, I do want to at least highlight what's in your name. You know, 3D. What does that mean exactly, and what does that look like? So, you know, when we started this business, and I'll I'll have I actually brought a couple examples. Right now, we're all things direct mail, so postcards, letters. Whatever you need to go out, we do. When we started this business, we actually did three-dimensional mail. And so I'll give you an example. I got a couple things here. Let's say you are, let's say you solve big problems. You solve big headaches. And so you do, um, you do, you have a point of sales computer system for retailers that makes it seamless end-to-end, -end, right? All the jargon that they say, right? Track your inventory, real-time updates, but you solve this big giant headache, right? Well, we might send you a little pill bottle in the mail. So now we put our little message inside, we put a mailing label on this and we send out a pill bottle. Hey, Mr. Retail Store Owner, we solve your biggest headaches, right? Whatever, whatever that, we solve your inventory headaches, we solve your computer issue headaches things like that. So that's one example, right? And this you can actually drop right in the mail. We put a mailing label on it and this shows up in the mailbox. That's amazing. So we, talk, we talked about time and attention. Who's not going to give this time and attention when it shows up? Right. Right. I'm opening it for sure. Ex exactly. You're, you know, um, one- and For those here. listening, it's just a giant pill bottle. Just yeah. It's, yeah. If you guess, yeah, sorry, I guess I, an orange, yeah. Yeah, no, just like you'd get at the pharmacy. Another one we do, this might this one has more applicability to most businesses. Every business has what we call lost clients, lost customers, right? So they came in, they did business with you, 
and now they're they've left, right? They haven't come back. Uh, so you know, Dennis, it's every six months, right? Um, auto repair shop, you're supposed to come in every what is it, six months or four thousand miles, right? It keeps getting longer now that we get newer and newer cars. But every business has clients that have come to them, bought from them, and didn't come back like they should, right? Yeah. So again, if you can't see this, I'm showing this is just a little plastic boomerang. Right. And it actually works. You can throw it and it'll mostly come back to you. Right. But it's just a little plastic boomerang. We put this into an envelope. We put a letter in it. So pretend this is my letter. We're going to put that in. And if you can't see it, I'm showing a letter with a uh, boomerang stuffed inside of it. And now this thing shows up and you're looking at it. And the headline reads Travis, we want you back. It's been too long since we've seen you at, um, you know, Main Street Auto Repair. Uh, come get your oil change. Yeah. And we make them an offer to come back in. So that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. We've got all kinds of, we call them tchotchkes. We call them inserts. We call them in the case of the, the pill bottle. It's, we call these self mailers. So that was at the front door to our business for many, many years, right? We sold these things. We did fulfillment for them. And then as we wanted to expand our business, then we got into the other you know, traditional sales letters and traditional postcards and things like that. And so now we run the gambit when it comes to direct mail. Um, but that was kind of our foot in the door 15 years ago. That was kind of our our unique way of, of being different than all the other dozens or hundreds of mail houses out there who said, well, yeah, I can put I can print a postcard and mail it for you. That was our answer to, to the uniqueness that, you know, a toothbrush is a toothbrush. A mail house is a mail house. How can we be different? That was our biggest answer to that. Well, obviously you believe in the, when everyone zigs, you zag. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I know that you have written a book where you have put, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg of For sure. all of your knowledge in this, but you've definitely demonstrated over our time together, your expertise in strategy and creative thinking and and really understanding a lot of human psychology into why someone would open something and how it can help the, the businesses to get customers because without customers, you are not a business. You so got it. tell us more about that, that book and where someone yeah. can pick it up. So it's called the simple three-step process that ensures direct mail success, how any small business can make huge profits during direct mail. And with direct mail, there's really only three things that you can kind of mess around with. There's the list, which we talked about. There's the offer, which we talked about a little bit. And then there's the media. What do you send? So list, offer, media. And we talk about all those, those three things in here in the simplest way that it can be done. Um, if you go to uh, just my name, travisalee.com. So T-R-A-V-I-S-A-L-E-E.com. You can pick up a copy of that book. It's $3.95, so you essentially get it for free. Just cover my shipping costs, uh, and I'd love to send this out to you. You'll also get access to some video trainings and stuff like that. Uh, but if you're interested in direct mail, especially if you're new to it, that was this book was designed for the newbie who doesn't really, they, they, you know, they know they should try it. They're not sure where to start. That's where you're going to want to go because it, it really does outline those, we call it the three-legged stool, list, offer, media, and how if you have all those three things pretty darn good, you can have some great success. But if you got one of them kind of wonky, just like a stool, you're going to kind of tip and fall one way or the other. So sure. travisalee.com, you can get a copy there. 
And I will make sure to include that in the show notes as well for everybody. But that was fantastic, Travis. Thank you so much. Is there any other way that would be great for people to reach out to you other than going to your website? Uh, so there's that one. Um, you can reach out to my team. I don't know. Do you want a phone number? We can reach out to my team there. Sure. Why uh, not? Let's give the phone number. 888-250-1834. You'll very likely talk to Travis, tell him you were on a podcast, listening to him and you want some information. Uh, if you want to see all the tchotchkes we talked about, the pill bottle, uh, the boomerang, we've got all bunch of other stuff there. You can go to 3dmailresults.com. So that's the number three, the letter D, mailresults.com. And you can see, like I said, the front door to our business, which is all this fun, creative tchotchkes and inserts and self-mailers. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing on my lunch break later. <laughs> I'm going to be going through that because that's just so clever and cute. And I I, I appreciate cleverness so great. much. It's such, a, it's such a great part of human innovation. I love it. Well, Travis, thank you so much for being here. It has been a great pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me. It was great. All right, everyone, if you liked this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your audience so that we can continue to bring more amazing guests and help you to learn things that you didn't even know you didn't know or to get deeper understanding in areas that maybe you thought you knew, but maybe there's more to learn. Until next time, everyone, have a great day.